This is CJ Nikowski, color analyst for the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to Rangers Nation Podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and this episode, Homeward Bound. Thank goodness the Rangers are homeward bound after a horrible 2-5 and five road trip in which they won the last two games. Pretty soundly, they won the last two games, and it was really big, 14-1 to and 15-1, to but before that... Five straight losses. It was horrible. We'll talk Taylor Hearn. We're going to go down into the bus leagues. We're going to do all of that right after this. Okay, everyone, and welcome to Homeward Bound. The Rangers are coming home where they start a two-game series with the Pittsburgh Pirates on Tuesday. They do have tomorrow off, but they are homeward bound. And let me tell you what, this was not a good road trip. And you know what? They've been horrible on the road all year. They've got to do something about it. They're horrible on the road. They have to change it. Uh, they went 2-5 and five on this road trip against all American League West teams. Uh, they won the last two soundly. They did win the last two soundly. I mean, it was 14-1 to today, 15-1 to yesterday. They got two excellent starts from Mike Miner and uh, and Lance Lynn, who both went seven innings, gave up one earned run. I mean, those guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but, you know, right now they're one game over 500. They're two and a half games back in the West. So they're this thing's not over. And obviously the, we don't expect them to compete. But, the, you know, they had a walk-off uh, the first night or the uh, – Second night, the second game in Seattle, they had a walk-off and by Logan Forsyth, and, and, you know, who was forced into playing third base. I know that, that, uh, that apparently Woody is really in love with Forsyth. He knew him when, uh, from before they were together. But, uh, you know, Forsyth, when you're forced to, to play somebody that, that hasn't really played third base, admittedly he had he couldn't get the ball out of his glove. And, the and well, and, you know, it – but that all started with Dowdy, who couldn't seem to throw a strike and walked everybody. So, I mean, this was a – this was – unfortunately, this was a very, very bad road trip. We had a lot of things happen that that that, uh, that really hurt this bullpen, hurt this staff, a lot of things. They pulled out of it with two big wins, going seven innings two days in a row by their starting pitchers, which was excellent. But uh, it, it doesn't take away. We got to – you know, the Rangers have to hope that they can do better than this on this homestand. They've got, uh, they've got uh, the Pittsburgh, like I said, Tuesday and Wednesday. Then they get another day off Thursday – and Toronto comes to town, and Toronto is Vlad Jr. is going to be here when Toronto gets here. But you know, as far as as far as the road trip goes, with with everything that happened, they were they. There's a lot of things that are injuries are killing this team. It's amazing they're still in this with the with the way the injuries have hurt the team. But I mean, look at look at the situation. Taylor Hearn. Look, I have I have talked all along about Taylor Hearn, and we're going to go in a minute. We've got a couple of questions from uh, Twitter that we're going to answer that a couple of people asked, and we'll go over that. Taylor Hearn was horrible. Uh, just could not throw a strike. Walked the bases loaded five earned runs he only got one out 
in the inning, and that that's all he got. I wanted to go ahead and answer a couple of questions that some some guys had on Twitter. Um, first of all, it was Lawrence Baseball. Um, if you don't follow Lawrence, Lawrence Baseball, he follows and he, he interacts a lot. And Lawrence asked, you know, hey, Taylor Hearn, his fastball was close to $100, 100 miles an hour in the minors, but was only 91 to 92 in the start. Do you have any idea? Now, some people – talked about you know he did go on the dl with the with the elbow that was there was some tightness in the elbow and that's obviously um part of it i know that that's part of it it, it, with the elbow doing that but the truth of the matter is um he said it and and one of the i heard him answer it during the uh when he did his post-game interview, and the real reason was he he'll, he freely admits, now look, I've seen Taylor Hearn pitch. I saw him pitch in Frisco when he made his debut in Frisco. Frisco's gun is a little slow, so, no, so whatever you're seeing on Frisco, my under, now my understanding is, uh, the, the gun hadn't worked very well this year, but my understanding was if you're seeing 92 on a gun, it's really 95, so it's about three miles an hour faster than what you're seeing. When I saw Taylor pitch there last year, he was touching 90, anywhere from 92 to 95, which would have put him anywhere from 95 to 98. Um, that's a lot of what we hear is that he throws. I, I haven't heard of him throwing 100 miles an hour, but I know that he throws up in the upper 90s. Uh, 90, 95 to 98 is pretty consistent. He was only touching 91 or 92. Um, but he answered it afterwards. Uh, of course, there was some tightness in the elbow, but I don't necessarily think that was it. Now, it was a little cold in Seattle, but the main thing he said, and, and he addressed it, and he said, look, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hard thrower, but when I throw my hardest, I don't have much control over it. And he goes, I was looking for strikes. And he goes, I needed to get ahead. I, 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 you know, my bullpen was amazing. I was really putting it where I wanted to in the bullpen. And then I come out there. And I can't get a strike, and I'm having to lay something off because I have more control when you know when I lay off a little, and that's why he goes. That was the only reason it was 91 or 92. He answered it himself. He said I, I was taking some stuff. I was taking a little bit off because I was trying to get a first pitch strike, and I was trying to get ahead, and he was struggling, and he wasn't doing it. So Lawrence, I appreciate the question. Answer, you know, ask him anytime, and we will definitely uh, get more, you know, more answers for you, Cindy. Um, Cindy Jacobs, Cindy Jacobs came on too. And she said, Hey, why did the Rangers not move Odor down in the lineup? It helped Elvis a few years ago. I think it could help Odor. That's a great question. But let me, here's one thing I'm learning about Woody. I've seen him in press conferences. Of course, you know, I've got credentials this year and I've been down there. Um, and Woody is a creature of habit and a, and a creature of what he is, is a creature of allowing these players to learn. And he, he made it a point to go – he didn't want to be the guy he, – he, you know, there's there's always a limit to how much he's going to do it. But he's kind of alluded to the fact, and he has said uh, pretty consistently that, hey, um, I think the best way that these guys are going to learn is to know that if they fail, it's okay. They're going to stay what they're doing. We're going to believe in them and let them work their way out of this. It's it's a lot of the pitchers. One thing he does with pitchers, he tends to leave them in too long. Uh, Dowdy comes in and walks a couple. I mean, Hearn walked a few. I mean, people, I think in his mind, he thought if we could get him out of the inning or either one of them out of the inning, you know, they've got to learn to do that. But there's a point where he was having to say, you know, that, that, that he, he everybody asked, did you leave him in too long? He tends to leave him in a little too long. But that's because he's, he knows in some of these situations that when they get 
behind or when they do that, they've got to learn to work themselves out of a jam. He wants him. They, he wants them to know he still believes in them. With Odor, he has said from the beginning of the year that Odor was going to bat number two. He thought his best spot on this roster would be batting number two. That normally the guy that uh, it would be that bats behind you is protecting you. Um, in, in other words, you're going to see better pitches when you have a good hitter behind you. Um, Odor tends to free swing sometimes, but you know, he really, he really did well last year. He was taking the ball the other way. He was, he finished the year hitting in the, uh, close to 260. You know, the home runs were a little down. I think he only hit 18 or something like that, 12, uh, 15 to 18. You know, he's hit 30 a couple years in a row, but he wanted to be a pure hitter, raises on base percentage, stop the strikeouts. He struggled. Um, he started bad last year. And no, everybody forgets that. He started bad last year. Now, everybody's trying to jump on the, uh, the Santana. Uh, Danny Santana, who has been absolutely amazing since he got here. And, you know, you got to take your hat off to Danny Santana. He's done a wonderful job since he's played. and every, But everyone is on this, I, I, I don't get it. They're on this kick about, well, we got to get rid of Odor. We've got Santana, and Santana can be our everyday second baseman. Let me be very, very clear. No, he cannot. It's very nice that he's 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 hot right now. It's fantastic. He's hitting like 345. It's that's great that he's that he's doing that. And that's great that he's hitting 345. But that's not Danny Santana. That's a hot streak. That's a hot month. Danny Santana's about a 200 hitter in all his years in the major leagues, been up here about five or six years. He's hit 14 total home runs. Um, you know, I know he's already hit a couple this year for the Rangers. That's a part of nobody. Everybody, this lineup has been a little bit weak, and he's been one of the weakest uh, hitters in the lineup. And so he's getting good pitches to hit, um, but he's not a threat. And when it, and you see sometimes he struggled the other night. He went 0 for 4, struck out three times. He looked lost at the plate. When you're one of the better hitters in the lineup, he not, he's not going to get – the hits you want. It's very nice what he's doing, but that's no pressure situation when the team is down. He's done some good things, and I I think he has earned his way onto this roster. After uh, Guzman comes back, Odor came back already, they they, – they sent, uh, they optioned uh, Wisdom back to AAA, um, and so it kind of set up. But but everybody knows that when Cabrera Cabrera never left the the uh, the team, so he didn't go on the DL. But when Cabrera comes back, I think Santana will now kind of be the utility guy. He, he's he's really a middle infielder. I don't even think he plays a lot of shortstop. I think he plays more of a second baseman. He played first base the other night. That's how bad the Rangers were with injuries. He had to play first base, and he he. Mi- almost uh uh missed a, a play there at first base that uh that uh what's his name Miller had to make the play himself because Santana wasn't there to cover the bag he had never played it before he's learning on the fly so obviously that's not going to happen again I honestly think that that uh Forsyth is being forced onto this team I I, I believe that's the guy that's going to eventually go Santana might hang um, but but Forsyth's a shortstop. That's where it might hurt. And and don't be surprised. And everybody's going to flip out. But I'm telling you, Rugi Odor is twice the ball player that Danny Santana is. He just is. He's in a horrible slump. He started out slow again. But Rugi Odor is a better defender. 
He's a better power hitter. He will hit better for average before the season's over. My prediction is Danny Santana is going to be DFA'd before the All-Star break, and by the end of the season, he's either going to be playing AAA for another team or he'll be on a losing team that gets in a pinch, and he'll be a bench or a role player that will try to capitalize on his on his newfound hot streak, and that's probably about all we're going to see. But you've got to, you've got to get over the Danny Santana thing. Uh, um, and, and just you've got to let that go, and and you you need to understand that the the true second baseman on this team is Rugnet Odor. He's the second baseman. His competition, well, his competition is himself. The only person in the system that's a true second baseman is Damian Easley's son. I forget his Easley's last name. He's way down the line. He's nowhere near second base. Obviously, there are some players that could move over and play second base. None of them are as good at defenders. The one guy that's a good defender that's a stud that is playing shortstop right now is Anderson Tejada, who's playing at Down East and, and who should be at Frisco. That's the guy that Odor needs to watch for because that guy's having a wonderful season in the minor leagues. He's doing well. We're going to talk about that down in the bus leagues. He's been hurt, and I think he missed most of last week. Um, he's back. I don't know exactly. I haven't found out exactly what the deal was. I'll try to find that out this week. But uh, he was back in the last couple days he's been in the lineup. But that's a guy right there who could easily make a move over to second base if Rugi doesn't get it going. But I, I, I have faith in Rugi. He'll get it going. He's going to hit 250. probably going to put 20 or 30 home runs up. He's going to have, have a better – I just think Rugi is Rugi. That's what we're going to get out of him. He's not going to be a 300 hitter. hitter. He's not going to – every once in a while he's going to flail. He's going to strike out a couple times. But he's already popped a home run since he's been back. He's got to hit a couple – Game since he's been back. Um, he did have the one game where he struck out four times. Um, the golden sombrero is what they call it. But everybody is so freaked out over Danny Santana that they are losing sight on the actual thing, that, you know, the actual second baseman. And the reason that the season is going the way it is and what they're trying to do is because of uh, – John Daniel's plan. And that plan is to see if these core players are the players of the future. And people are forgetting that. And they're trying to, you know, we got to find out if Joey Gallo is, is an actual superstar is, is Nomar Mazar who got hot this week. He's finally started, you know, he was in a big slump. He's come out of it with a couple of, uh, with a few home runs and really had a couple of nice games that, that he's got going again. He ended it in Oakland and, and that's where that came. But, um, you know, all of these, all of these uh, these situations that everybody's just overblowing with Danny Santana. I mean, the bigger story right now is Taylor Hearn. And Taylor Hearn, who, who came up, he, he was not ready to pitch. He really taxed this bullpen. They, they ended up having to use Jeff Mathis for one inning. I mean, it really put this team in a bind. They were having to make six moves the next day. They, they – uh, Sent three guys back, you know, put one guy on the I.L. Taylor, who went on the I.L., by the way, he's got a, a, a little tightness. Turns out it's not as serious as we thought in the elbow. I mean, when you hear tightness in the elbow, I think everybody freezes and just about flips out and goes, oh, my gosh, this! please tell me that's not what this is going to be. Turns out it wasn't that, which is fantastic. Um, it just turns out that all it was was a uh, – uh, it, it's tight. They're gonna they're gonna shut him down for about three weeks and get him back out. This is a guy I still have faith with that that he's gonna be there. But the better pitchers in the minor leagues were not Taylor. Taylor Hearn was not 
the top guy to bring up. He was the guy that it fell into place that he was supposed to be the starter. Uh, they pulled him and did not start him the day before his start up in Seattle. Uh, you know, he laid a big O egg up in Seattle. It's a shame. I mean, I really hate that for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is a guy, he's going to come back. This is going to be fine in doing that. Mike Miner is pitching like a true ace. I mean, he's 3-2 and two with a 2.88 ERA. He's been unbelievable since that first game where he gave up six runs. Lance Lynn yesterday, he's 3-2. and two. I mean, he's 3-2. and two. So we got two guys that are starting, and, and Lance Lynn went seven innings uh, today, which was fantastic. Only gave up one earned run. He's a bulldog when, when he goes after it. Even when he gives up a little, he fights and tries to get you six or seven. So we got two pitchers in, on the uh, – in the starting rotation, we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out, the Rangers are still trying to figure out what they're going to do with these other starting spots. Shelby Miller has, has done better. He still struggled the other day. Uh, Drew Smiley uh, is getting ready to come back. He was just a little fatigued. And then they've got Ariel Hurado, who is here. Uh, he's a guy that can come in and, and make a start, or Sampson, uh, Adrian Sampson, both, who can do their job, do it, you know, one of them be that, uh, what do they call it, an opener, try to pitch an inning or so, uh, and then the other one do five or six innings uh, with those two here. I think the best pitcher at A and above, the best one right now, is Joe Palumbo, and who had a good game. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but Joe Palumbo had a great game, uh, but he is the one that's throwing an above-average Major League fastball with a spin rate of averaging 2,500. He is going to get a start this year. I think it's a little way. I mean, they're trying to hold him back and keep that from happening. But you know what? That's the Rangers. they got to get this homestand going. They've really got to pick it up. They're still in this thing. I can't believe they're still in this thing. The Angels are far out of it right now. And and here are the, the – uh, here are the Rangers, two and a half out of first place. They're they're barely out of the wild card. I mean, it's amazing with the injuries, with the pitching staff that they have, that they are where they are. And believe me, these kids are going to be here sooner or later, and they're gonna they're gonna be thrown into the fire to do that. And the way to talk about those kids is you have to go down into the bus leagues, and we are going to go down into the bus leagues and talk about the minor league system. This is Ryan Rillard from the Frisco Rough Riders, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Hey, this is Joe Palumbo of the Texas Rangers. You are listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Okay, so let's go down into the bus leagues, and let's talk about um, what happened down in the minor leagues. But first, before we go into each team and what each individual team has done, let's go into the uh, Dallas Sports Nation top 20 prospects and see how they did for the week. Let's start it out. Of course, everyone knows the number one prospect in the Dallas Sports Nation top 20 list was Hans Kraus. Hans Kraus did play one game this last week. He was 1-0. He pitched 6.2 innings, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. He had a 1.26 ERA for the week. Um, Bubba Thompson did not play this week. He's been injured and he hasn't played. Anderson Tejada only played in uh, two games this week. He had six at-bats. He had two hits, 3.33 for the week. Uh, no extra base hits. Julio Pablo Martinez, number four, uh, number four prospect. Um, he played in 17 or uh, six games this week, had 17 at-bats. He had four hits, hitting 235 for the week. No extra base, one double, no extra base hits. He struck out five times. Uh, Joe Palumbo, Joe Palumbo, like we talked about, he did make one start um, the, this the other day. He had he had only gone uh, one game where he had went uh, – 
six inning pinch with with three earned runs um, the other day, but he just gave up one earned run since I did that report. So he's had another start. So he went another six innings and gave up one earned run. Uh, Kyle Cody's number six. He's injured. Tyler Phillips is uh, is down in uh, down east, and he had one game. He went one and zero. He went five point two innings. He had four earned runs. That's the worst he's had uh, yet. Um, he didn't walk anybody like normally. He hardly walks anybody. Struck out three. He had a six point nine two ERA for the week. Uh, Cohen and uh, doesn't uh, Cohen's not playing yet. He'll be playing for Spokane. They haven't started their season yet. Cole Reagan's is. Uh, Injured, he's not playing. Levody, uh, Leody Tavares, number 10. Uh, he played six games, had 24 at-bats. He had five hits. He had 208 for the week. Uh, two base on balls, six strikeouts, no extra base hits uh, for the week. Jonathan Hernandez had one game where he started. Um, it was a bad one. He had a bad He had a bad game. He, he only went and lasted uh, two uh, – he only lasted uh, two-thirds of an inning, gave up seven earned runs, uh, walked a couple, struck out one. He got knocked around for the week. Um, Chris Cease played in five games, had 20 at-bats. Worst week he's had yet, only had three hits. Um, it batted 150 for the week, struck out seven times in, in, in five games at 20 at-bats. So, uh, Ornelius, uh, Jonathan Ornelius plays for Hickory. Of course, he had uh, he played five games, had 14 hits or 14 at bats with four hits, hit 285 for the week, struck out five times. He's actually caught caught it a little bit and done better. Of course, we know about Taylor Hearn. Taylor had only pitched one game. He had pitched six innings, gave up three yard runs, and took the loss and pitched 4.5. Uh, had a 4.5 ERA, and that was the start before he made the start up in uh, the major leagues. Uh, Alex Spies is number 15. Uh, he's injured. Shirton Apostel, uh, Shirton Apostel, the one we got, uh, the other one that we got in the trade for Keone Kella along with Taylor Hearn, had six games, 19 at-bats, three hits, only hitting 157 for the week. Uh, he did not have any extra base hits. Yerry Rodriguez had a good week. He had six uh, innings pitched on one start. He went 1-0, six innings, one earned run, struck out seven in six innings, had a 1.49 ERA for the week, and uh, he's done real well. Uh, DeMarcus Evans played in uh, – he really had one inning pitched over the week, no saves, two strikeouts in one inning. Uh, Brock Burke. Uh, Brock Burke did have a game. He went 4.2 innings, gave up zero earned runs in 4.2 innings. He was on that 85 pitch. He struck out eight eight batters in 4.2 innings. He did really well. And then, of course, number 20, bringing it up on the rear was Diospo Arias. Uh, Diospo Arias played in six games, 22 at-bats, had eight hits, hit 363 for the week, um, had a couple of uh, three base, uh, had three doubles, one uh triple um he's really done done really well and these these teams have continued to do well and we'll go over the records of every team in just a second the minor league player of the week had to be sam huff uh sam huff at the time he had four home runs for the week he's already up to 11 he's hit home runs the last three games he hit 437 for for the week last week in our top 20 the uh the dallas sports nation top 20 stars of the week were hans kraus with the week he had in the Elspo areas who hit 363 but the uh minor Minor League Player of the Week had to be Sam Huff. Um, Rangers Organizational Stars of the Week, and that's got to be Emmanuel Classe, who's back. He's up in Frisco. He skipped two leagues. He went all the way, uh, went up to Down East, was barely at Down East. He's uh, he, Last year he finished in Spokane, and he's already jumped two levels uh, up to uh, – 
He jumped up to down east to start the season. He's hitting a 101 on – he has not been scored on yet. Got promoted to Frisco and has retired the side there. And then you got to give the hitter uh, – last week was uh, Jeremy Profar, uh, uh, Jerkson's little brother, who did have six uh, – he hit 375 for the week, uh, had a couple of doubles, uh, 25 at-bats, nine hits. He had a pretty good week for him. And so that's your organizational stars right there. But in a second, we're going to come back and we are going to talk about the uh, – let's talk about every team and where they're standing right now and all the standings. Okay, so let's start it out with Hickory. So every all the minor league teams except Nashville are doing real well, all the way up to the major league level. Everyone's got a winning record except for Nashville, but let's start out with Hickory, who's in second place in the South, the South, uh, the South Atlantic League North. They're in second place. They're two back of Delmara, Delmarva, but they're 16 and 7. 16 and 7. And they've won uh, they just won their last game, 16 and 7, two back of Delmarva, and they're winning six uh, you know, nine games over 500 right now. Then you go to Down East. Down East is 16 and 8. They're first place in the Carolina League Southern Division. Won last three games, 16 and 8. I mean, they're they're doing very well. That's another team that's eight games over uh, 500. Frisco's 15 and 9. Um, 15 and nine. They they're first place in the in the uh, Texas League South, um, and they're they have come out. Their bats have gone crazy on the pitching staff. We knew was going to be good, and they've got Classe up there now. They've got a couple guys in that bullpen that have done good, and they've got three starters that have done well, except for Hernandez who had the bad week. But they're in first place right now. So we've got two teams in first place, one in second place. <clears throat> Then you got to go to your Nashville Sounds, and your Nashville Sounds are seven and sixteen, and they're in last place in the PCL North, uh, seven games back right now. Um, you know the 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 AAA team um, has got a lot of injuries too. Willie Calhoun's up there though; he's doing well. The pitching staff's in total disarray when they're moving players in and out, especially with what all happened with the. Uh, with with Hearn going up, what that caused, Gerardo was called up, who was supposed to make a start. They're having to spot start a lot of people that are bullpen pieces. I mean, they're just having, unfortunately, they're having a lot of bad luck right now um, in, in that area. So you can't really uh, blame Nashville. It's really a play. Uh, but, you know, you want to see them winning. But that's the only the, – the Rangers are one game over 500. So the only uh, team in the minor league system right now with a losing record and a bad losing record record is Nashville so that's going down in the bus leads a couple of players we want to look for something big that happened Ryan Doro hit a walk-off home run yesterday uh, for down east let me tell you something about Ryan Doro I saw him play in West Virginia last year when he was playing for Hickory Hickory's playing West Virginia I told you all about that we were on that trip um, Ryan Doro that guy's going to be a big leaguer he's not hitting very well right now I think he's hitting about 240 250 already got a couple of home runs but man they say that he is a he grades out to a 70 on uh, defense he is an unbelievable defensive player and pitchers love it when he's behind him he's been playing third base for down east and unbelievable he was a college kid I think he played for Clemson uh, but he had a walk off yesterday i saw a video of it milb still doing their stupid thing where they're not allowing us to look at the uh look at the videos they need to really do a better job of that but ryan doro did a great job 
But uh, so that's going to be uh, that was down in the bus leagues. We, we, we've talked all about that. We went over everybody and what they've done for the week. We've talked about the big league team and everything going on. The, the name of the episode was Homeward Bound and the Rangers are home coming in this week for a homestand, uh, trying to pick things up uh, and be positive. They are, they are winning at home more than they are on the road. Obviously, they're horrible on the road, so they need to keep that up. I should be at the Pittsburgh game Wednesday covering the Pittsburgh game and possibly the first game on Friday for the Blue Jays. But uh, once again, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, to the Rangers Nation podcast once again. And until we do it next time, like I say at the end of every episode, at the end of every article I write, nerd out.